You are listening to the No Gimmicks Just Sweat podcast with your host, Eric Logan. No Gimmicks Just Sweat is dedicated to hearing the journeys and unique stories behind an athlete's training and what drives them. Get inspired to own your life and make the impossible possible. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Also, please take a few seconds to rate the show and drop me a review. Now, let's get started with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Just Sweat podcast. And today we have Doug Billet as a guest. Doug, how are you doing today? Good. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing wonderful, wonderful. So, as with the show, we like to get to know each person that comes on, you know, a little bit about them. Um, so, we're going to break the ice a bit. So, I'm going to throw out some questions for you and you just kind of answer the first thing that comes to mind, okay? All right, ready. All right. Morning training or evening training? Uh, I will say morning training. Um, I say that somewhat lightly, you know, being in Atlanta, that, that tends to be kind of the time that you can get out and get your training in before it gets too hot. But I do enjoy, as I'm going to give you kind of an alternate, I do enjoy that afternoon, that mid, you know, three, four o'clock training session, if I can get it in and um, then I kind of know I'm done and, and, you know, get back and start, you know, getting into dinner and, and other things. So I will say morning, but kind of, you know, mid afternoon is my favorite. Oh, okay. All right. Cardio training or strength training? Uh, cardio. Uh, run on a treadmill or run outside? I, I will say run outside. Uh, that, that's kind of a mix for me, but, I, you know, who doesn't like running outside and get to look around and, and see new things? So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with run outside. That's the best place to run. Fresh air, I know. <laughs> You know, sometimes just the treadmill, it just um, – you can zone out. You don't have to worry about things, and, you know, you know what you're running on, and it's even and – you know, you can just kind of space out in your mind. So sometimes it's a good therapy. Yep, yep. All right, favorite segment in a triathlon, swim, bike, or run? Uh, definitely the bike for me, yep. All right, what's your favorite race distance to run? Um, right now it's the 70.3, um, you know, coming from the, the triathlon series. So, yeah, that that's usually the, the favorite distance. It, it's a good amount of training that you have to do to put in if, if – um, you know, you're setting certain goals that you want to hit. And, um, yeah, that's just the right amount of distance. Okay. Your dream race to run, that one race where you like, if I got to run, one race has a bucket list race, what would it be? Oh, boy. Well, um, I guess for, like, you know, sticking with the triathlon theme, it, it would, you know, everybody's kind of got that goal of, well, you know, Kona would be pretty cool to, to do that course. Um, you know, most of the time it's just uh, – you know, I, I guess that's probably the, the, the biggest one for me that I'd say is, is at the top. So I'll, I'll go with Kona. Okay. Is there a uh, dream race that's not a triathlon to say like a, a, a marathon, a half marathon, a 10K or anything like that? Uh, no, I, I haven't really picked out, you know, a whole lot of, uh, you know, running distance, um, you know, events. Uh, so no, I, I haven't really pegged anything in, in mind for, for the marathon series. Okay. All right. If you can go for a run, a ride, or train with any celebrity, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh boy. Um, yeah, this is this is the good question. So uh <laughs> you know, I, I I coming from kind of a basketball background, um, you know, I growing up, 
uh, when I was playing, it was, you know, always kind of the Michael Jordan era. So I would say, you know, talking with Michael Jordan's always been kind of something that, you know, if I could do that, that would be, that would be pretty fun and interesting. Okay. Last question. Dream location to run a ride anywhere in the world. Oh, ride. I definitely lean towards the ride. And it's, it's, that's one that's up on my list as far as doing, um, is over, over in Europe, you know, doing some of the, you know, the Alps, um, you know, Montbon too. Yeah. Some of the, the steep mountain climbs, you know, just, I can just picture going back and forth on switchbacks and kind of, you know, it's a, it's a long climb, but I, I just feel like that would be uh, really fun to do and, and great scenery. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So before we get started into, um, your story, can you let our listeners know um, who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, so I, I, much of my background for um, athletics, you know, I, I come from a pretty athletic family, and growing up, it was always, uh, you know, it's kind of following my brother and, and dad's footsteps in basketball, and that's just a um, little bit different kind of training. So, uh, you know, you're, you're dealing with more strength, quick, uh, athletic agility, uh, power moves, and, th- and that kind of stuff. So, you know, graduating from college, uh, I, I kind of, you know, took a few years off and you know, it, my body was just, you know, worn down from so many years of, of practicing and playing. And, it, you know, I was trying to find something that, that intrigued me. So, I, you know, I did all the different things, you know, whether it was just, you know, regular strength training or CrossFit or, you know, just a bunch of different types of you know, athletic workouts to try to keep my, my body and mind engaged. And I just couldn't find anything that did it. So, um, you know, eventually I got involved in running. So I, I did do some, uh, you know, marathons and, and half marathons. And um, so that, that definitely piqued my interest as far as the endurance side of, of training and, and, and that sport. So it was more the, the running that got me kind of leaning towards uh, the triathlon uh, series, which is eventually what, you know, I, I ultimately fell in love with, which was the, you know, the swimming aspect of things, the low impact uh, that you could offset your workouts with. And then, you know, the riding, I, I grew up riding, uh, you know, certainly mountain bikes and road bikes. So that piece was always fun and, and interesting to me. So it was kind of a combination of all three things that I, I looked at and said, okay, it's enough to change your workout, you know, cycle. You're not just doing one particular sport or the other. Um, which is, you know, which is why I think a lot of people like, like the endurance side of, of the sport and, you know, whether it's triathlon, you know, duathlons, there's, there's certainly something that, that intrigues people um, in one of those, you know, areas or aspects of, of a discipline that they, they kind of n- latch onto and, and, you know, they, they can, you know, find themselves, um, you know, going down that path of, of training and, and not feeling like it's monotonous. Okay. So what was your first triathlon? Uh, first triathlon was in uh, Houston. So it was, uh, it's actually an interesting story. So uh, we started out doing, like I said, kind of the marathon circuit and series and, and halves. And then, um, yeah, it was one day it was my wife and I were just sitting, sitting around on the couch and she turned and said, do you want to do an Ironman? I said, let's do it. And we'd, we really had no idea what we were doing. We didn't know the training schedule. We'd, we didn't have a plan. We just said, let's, you know, let's get, you know, invest in a, a decent bikes and let's just start training a little bit. So that's how we got started. We, um, we just kind of looked at each other and said, this is on our, our list of things to do. And, um, you know, when we tell people that they're like, you started with a full and we, yeah, that's, that's how we got started. So, um, yeah, we, we ended up doing the, the Houston full, um, 
and it was a it was really it was a, a fun event it was a good course good layout um yeah so a lot of a lot of good memories it's it's certainly you know people always say oh you're always going to remember your your first uh your first big you know endurance event and that, that's very true so uh, that's some of the, the fondest memories, you know, of, of crossing the finish line and, and knowing that you, you checked that off and you finished it. So, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of a lot of work to get there. And when you finally cross the, the finish line, that's it's a beautiful thing. OK, let's let's back up a bit. So yeah. y'all were just sitting down and then yep. it just came up like, hey, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know we tell people and it, it sounds absolutely crazy. And they said, well, you did a half. I said, no, we, we went right into it, we went right into a full um, and yeah, people tend to look at us a little crazy, but, um, yeah, it's, we just, like I said, no training program. We just said, you know, what do we want to do on a Saturday? Let's go ride for 80 miles. And, you know, that, that's what we do. And, um, you know, we didn't really have a goal or, or time set at that point. It was just, you know, try to, try to make sure we, we get to the finish. Um, so yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's interesting that we decided to do a full right off the bat. <laughs> So what was that feeling after completing that first um, event? Yeah, it was, um, it's a great feeling. And, and the biggest thing about events like that is to be able to share it with, you know, different, you know, your friends, your, your loved ones, your family, you know, that, that's kind of the biggest thing for, for me being able to do those kind of events and seeing other people do it, you know, for the first time, you know, and, and be able to accomplish and, and finish. Um, seeing that on somebody's face is, is pretty special. And, uh, you know, it was certainly that's, that was it for, for my wife and I to be able to do that together um, and, and both finish was, was pretty cool, especially, um, especially since my wife doesn't like dark, murky water. And if anybody knows about Houston, uh, you're swimming in basically pitch black water. Uh, they only swim in it once a year. And uh, she got in the water and decided, you know what? I don't like my face, you know, down in the water. I'm going to flip over and do the whole swim backstroke. Never practiced backstroke and any, oh, anything wow. you're doing. But uh, she finished the time <laughs> under the allotment. And it was pretty cool to see her at the, the finish because I knew when I got in the water that that wasn't going to be good for her. So, uh, you know, those kind of moments and when when you finish together, you know, then at the end, it, it's it's pretty special. Okay. Yes. Yes, definitely. All right. And how many... Um travel um travel lines have you done since then uh it's pretty much uh let me gosh i can't even go through the number it's not that many but you know 10 to, to 11 I'm, I'm relatively new to the sport um like i said i took some you know a few years off after college and you know now i'm down to you know just focusing on on training and it's been within the last you know three four years that i started with with certainly the triathlon circuit so um, yeah, I'm I'm up to about ten uh, in total. Well, I mean that's still quite a few, now, you know. Yeah, when you, you say that many, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, three. <laughs> that's always the problem. You can you can jam in a, a lot in a year if you want to, but I, I try to keep it to you know a, something that's going to be reasonable in my body. So you know, two to three a year, uh, I feel is you know is doable and attainable. Um, you know, outside of the training. So yep. Okay, so speaking of training, what does a week of training look like for you? Yeah, so I typically my training will, will vary depending on, you know, it, I schedule around those races. So I try to, you know, look out and forecast, say, okay, you know, I got these two or three sitting out here in different time periods throughout the year. And then a lot of the, the training will, um, you know, hours-wise or mileage-wise will vary uh, leading into those events. So I try to do almost like an escalator or um, – 
you know, ramp up and then the, the traditional ramp down as you get closer. Uh, so, you know, put on extra miles, you know, about you know, 45, 60 days out is when I want to peak. And then I just start tailing back, you know, leading into that event. So, um, yeah, I've, I've kind of learned, you know, you're always learning something new, but, and everybody's body's different. And that, that's, that's the thing I try to, you know, tell people when they ask about it is that, um, you know, something I learned was, you know, one of my recent races, I ended up getting, you know, pulling a, a calf about four or five weeks out. And um, it really hampered any sort of training I could do leading into it. But uh, ended up doing really well, you know, and, and for me personally, and, and surprised myself, but it kind of taught me that, okay, maybe my body needs a little bit more of a, a taper leading into an event. So uh, you, you start learning a lot of those things that, you know, maybe start doing a little bit more aggressive taper at two weeks versus one week, you know, it, everybody's different. And that's, that's the part of the sport that, that is fun, because you're constantly trying to see or figure out different ways to improve. Okay. So it sounds like you are self-coached or do you have a trainer that you work with? I don't have a trainer. I've, uh, I've tried to, it's not, you know, it's not the perfect thing, but, um, you know, a lot of times with my schedule, I just try to try to, you know, squeeze in a workout here or there. And, you know, sometimes it's just a timing issue, but I haven't really um, engaged a coach or, or trainer at this point. Um, so there, there's a lot of good materials out there. The coaches are, you know, fantastic. So, you know, it's not a knock against coaching. It's just something that, um, I've kind of been self-taught in a lot of things that I've done, you know, athletically. So it's, it's just something I've tried to, to research and pick up. And um, it's not to say that it'll, it'll never happen because I think that once you, you get to a certain level, a coach can help you uh, kind of, you know, bridge some different, different personal goals. So, so do you aspire to ever be, you know, get your pro card? Or you just like, hey, I'm fine being an agent. No, no, I. Well, that's very nice of you, Eric. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I'm at the age now where no, I. I don't think that's. Uh, you know that that's not in my cards to try to go for for that level. Um, you know, <laughs> certainly uh, that that takes a different different level and different age for me. Um, you know, and a lot of other athletes. So that that's that's something that's very difficult to to get to and attain, but. Um, you know, personal goals are, are certainly just, just as achievable. Um, yep. Okay. All right. So let's step back into 2020. Uh-huh. Uh, how was the pandemic for you in regards to training? And how did you adapt, you know, your training in any way, knowing that there wasn't going to be any races? Yeah, it's, it, there's always that. It's meant, and mentally it's tough. You know, the, the training side, you can, a lot of times in, you know, the sport, you're, you're training by yourself and you, you certainly cherish the group rides or the group runs on the weekend. And that, that's always fun, you know, but, but a lot of times you're doing individual training and long sessions. So um, that necessarily doesn't change. It's, it's, you know, without those races though, it just, it takes a little bit away from, you know, I'm, I'm working towards something in that moment, you know, that they, you get to the start line. Like that, that's what a lot of people, cherish and they, they enjoy doing so the training is kind of a byproduct of getting to that that start line and you know that that definitely was the toughest part you know saying okay I have nothing scheduled um you know mentally is this is this still something that I enjoy you know is, is this is this fun and you know that's kind of when you test yourself and say all right <laughs> is this still something I I want to continue to do so right 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 all right um since um, racing is uh, racing is back in 2021, have you had any races this year? Yeah, I had um, 
I had one deferral. So I think that was kind of the common theme here in 2021. Oh, everybody yeah. was yeah. everybody was deferred. Yeah. <laughs> how, how many did you have? You probably had. <laughs> oh, I had like five deferrals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, fortunately, I had only booked one in 2020 that got deferred. So, um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was in Maryland. Um, it was, um, so yeah, it was, it was a good race. And, you know, I was happy to, to be able to get that one in and it was, you know, early in the summer. So it was enough for me to, you know, say, okay, we're, we're somewhat back to, to a normal life here where you, you get inside the transition and, you know, you hear the music and the sun isn't up yet. And yeah, you, you start putting a smile on your face. Like, Hey, this is, this is pretty cool to be back, back amongst other people that are, that are working, working hard to get here. Okay. All right. What is your current go-to running shoe? I have, I've tried, I tried a lot of different running shoes early on, and this goes back to the, the marathon, half marathon days. My current favorite, only from the standpoint of I tried it a few years ago, and it's the Adidas Ultra Boost, and I didn't have any foot problems. So every once in a while, I'd get a little bit, almost felt like a, you know, outside, just a little bit of like a stress fracture type deal after a while, you know, running longer distances. So that's the one shoe that seems to fit my foot. Um, but you know, I, I hear a lot of good things about the Hoka um, shoes. So, you know, that, that's another, another brand that I just haven't, haven't tried. Cause once you find something that doesn't cause pain, you tend not to, to switch. So. Right. Yep. Exactly. And, but Hoka's a great brand. brand. I, I yeah, you know, famous it's not, I know, I, not at all. That's, you know, it's not just you. I hear that from a lot. So I uh, heard that from my brother and, and a lot of other people. They say, hey, this is a great, great shoe. You should try it. So I'm, maybe I'll get there. Maybe I'll get there. <laughs> All right. So as a tribe lead, what bike do you use? And, you know, that, that seems to be like a common topic with, uh, amongst um, athletes. Kind of like, yeah, what bike do you have? What kind of bike do you have, you know? Yeah, so I end up using, um, so for the races and, and some of the training sessions, the longer stuff, I'll end up using my time trial bike, which is a, a Trek uh, speed concept. So, um, yeah, I end up using that for, for pretty much all the races because uh, most of the races in this area have been relatively flat. So you don't have to worry about a whole lot of climbing and descending. Uh, so, you know, getting in that tuck position is you know, relatively easy to do and maintain and stay in there. Um, so then I'll use that bike most of the time. And then I do have a road bike that's a Canyon that I'll use for, you know, different types of, you know, either group rides, um, you know, or, you know, if I know there's going to be some, some hills and mountains to climb, I'll, I'll switch to that bike. So okay. I guess what I normally tell people is, you know, start, start with a good, good road bike. If that's something they're interested in getting into. Cause I, I actually did it the other way. I, I bought and invested into a, a time trial bike and then, uh, moved back to you know investing in a road bike but you know what i what i found for the extra miles per hour that you pick up on the tt bike it's um you know get yourself a good road bike because you'll find you'll you'll end up doing group rides and it's a little bit safer and easier to maneuver and um with a road bike you know being a little bit more upright position with some brakes and um the brakes are a little bit you know a little bit easier to, to navigate so it's um you know i i tend to tell people invest invest in a good road bike because you're going to use that a lot more uh, for group trainings and, and certainly other types of, you know, trainer sessions. And then you can always invest if you find the sport enjoyable into something a little bit heavier as far as the, the, the time trial bike. Okay. That, that is actually great advice. Great advice. So let's transition 
Speaking of bikes, you created a very handy and useful tool. I don't, I don't know if we're going to refer to it as a tool, but it's a product called Skyrack Pro. You want to tell? Yeah, yeah. So I appreciate that. So I um about once I got into the the triathlon circuit and start going to races, I I would transport my bike inside my vehicle and. I, I would get to races and I'd see other people doing, and it was a pretty good mix of people that would just lay it inside their car. And, um, I, me being one of them, I thought, well, there's gotta be something out there uh, that supports the bike underneath it when you're laying it on the side. Cause there's, we all know that, you know, investment in these bikes is very expensive. Uh, so, you know, long-term damage to, to a wheel that's laying on its side takes it out of true. And then you, you have premature tire wear, um, you could damage your drivetrain, which is expensive. Uh, and then the outside elements too. Um, so I, I looked and I couldn't find anything. So it was kind of one of those like light bulb moments that I said, all right, well, if there's nothing on the market, maybe I can come up with something that, you know, is reasonable to, you know, engineer and, and manufacture and put together. And the more I started looking at it, working with, you know, uh, certainly, you know, people that were able to help me from the engineering side, I was able to, to put together a, a product um, that I worked on for the last year and a half. And, and like you said, it's called TriRack Pro. Um, and it, it supports the bike. Uh, when you take your front tire off, uh, it supports your bike at the back wheel on the frame of the bike rather than resting it on the side of the wheel or the drivetrain. Uh, so it gives you, you know, gives you support at the rear of the wheel and then also uh, in the front on the fork and the handlebars, which are also the, the strongest points of the, the bike. And you think about all the weight you put on your handlebars and all the weight that's, you know, supported on the fork. Those three points, uh, you know, access points are, are really you know, supportive and, and strong. Uh, so it, you put it inside your bike or inside your car, I should say, inside your car. And, uh, you know, it, it keeps it from getting damaged, you know, somebody backing into it in the parking lot or, or theft or, you know, even the weather conditions. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a year and a half, two year journey to to get here. But, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, something that I'll be looking at doing here in the foreseeable future. Okay. And, you know, we can kind of go into you know, near the end where if people want, are interested in a product, they can kind of go take a look at it and um, where they can order it. Okay? Yeah. All right. So let's kind of go back a little bit. Um, let's say, let's kind of look at this as a two-pronged question. What is your proudest moment as a triathlete? And then on the flip side, what is your worst moment or the biggest mistake you've made as a triathlete? Yeah. So the, the proudest moment would be um, training for that first one, you know, training for that first race, that first event, um, not knowing much about what I necessarily was doing in, in the sport, but just having enough knowledge and, and, you know, fortitude to, to finish. And that's, that's something, you know, I had hinted at it that, Everybody says you'll never forget it, and you won't. I mean, it's it's something that as soon as you cross that finish line, you're you're always going to have that image and that memory in the back of your mind. So it, it's that's for me. That's my my proudest moment of you know just doing something that I didn't think at the time was accomplishable in my mind and my body. But it, it, you can actually you know there's a lot of things that people say, ah, I can't do it. You can do it. I I, I promise you. Um, you know this is coming from somebody that that had zero idea about endurance at, you know, athlete, athlete, athletic, athletics, and I ended up finishing and doing it. So. Okay. 
And biggest mistake? Biggest mistake had to be overtraining. Um, it's ah. one of the tough. It's yeah. It's one of the toughest things to to dial back and. You know, we're always trying to improve and get better, and we think more and more and more. But sometimes it's it's dialing it back and doing less. Uh, and case in point is getting hurt right before you know four or five weeks out from from this last race. I mean, that that's the kind of stuff that if you don't um, dial it back and actually listen to your body, sometimes and say, okay, instead of an hour session, maybe maybe a hard thirty minutes is is much more productive. So that that's what I've uh, that's my biggest regret. Pulling muscles before races. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, what would be your advice to someone who might be curious about doing a triathlon or even some type of endurance event, even just getting out and running a race? Or oh, and they may feel like, you know what, I'm older now, and it's too late, I can't do it. What would be your advice to them? You just start small. It, it sounds so simple, but it really is. Um, when I first started training, even the swim, you know, you, you start swimming, you swim a few laps down and back and you go, wow, this is, this is a lot, but you see it over time. You see your body adapt. You see yourself, you know, starting to grow and push it. So, you know, you start with maybe it's down and back and then you go forward without, you know, taking a breather. And then sooner or later you, you start seeing that change. And, and that's when it starts to become rewarding because you, you start out and, you know, it doesn't have to be, I'm going to do an Ironman to start, you know, that distance or, you know, a half or even Olympic. It, it, it could be a, a 5k, you know, a 10k. And that's awesome. You know, it's, it's just the training towards something and, and just doing a little bit each day is not only good health wise, but it, it, you will find that your body will adapt and, and you'll start to accomplish things that are, that are pretty cool. Okay. All right. So what is a non-running or athletic fact about you that most people don't know? Oh, I am a, uh, I am a diehard diver. I love to go diving. So, um, I, yeah, I get it, It's, it's, uh, so I, I just recently got some advanced certifications and I, it's a, a sport and a hobby that I, I also enjoy immensely. Um, you know, it, it it's usually between, you know, 45 minutes and an hour, depending on, you know, your depths, but you get, you get to be away from the world, you know, and you're, you're basically floating along and looking at fish. And I say, it's like being in a big fish tank. Um, so yeah, it's no cell phones, no communications. It's just, you know, you and, and, and a chance to kind of reset. So, you know, so, so you're talking about diving or you talk about sitting in a shark cage, uh, diving. Yeah. Actually diving. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been in a shark cage yet. That's on the list. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe I can get there. That's on the list <laughs> at some point. But, yeah, this is just uh, free diving, you know. Yeah, well, not free diving, but the scuba diving. Yep. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right. So what's next for you? You know, are you training for anything now? Are you getting ready for any races that are coming up? You know, I, I didn't budget really any races for for the back half of this, um, this year because I just didn't know what was going to be open. I, I didn't know when we were going to open back up and as you know a lot of these races you, you you have to start planning out you know a few months in advance before you you really are able to you know logistically you know the hotels and getting there and, and doing all that kind of stuff so I don't have anything official yet um you know there's there's some things on the radar maybe I do enjoy doing kind of there's a Daytona race uh, late in the year in December that's fun to do um kind of as like a, a year-end cap but um so far I don't have anything officially scheduled Okay. Okay. All right, Doug. Thank you for being on the show. But before we go, 
how can people get in touch with you just to kind of follow you and follow your journey? And, and at the same time, if they're interested in the TriRack Pro, how can they kind of find out more about it? Yeah, so they um, they can follow along on, on Instagram uh, or Twitter at TriRack Pro, and that's T-R-I-R-A-K-P-R-O, or just go TriRackPro.com. If you have anybody has any questions, um, they can certainly go on there and then take a look at the product and see what it's all about and, and also uh, reach out to me directly through through the contact form. Okay. Cool. Again, Doug, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you, Eric. It's been a pleasure. All right. Have a great one. You too. All right. And thank you for listening to this episode of the No Gimmicks Just Sweat podcast. We really appreciate everyone who tunes in each week. If you enjoyed today's show, please support us by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember to tell your friends about the No Gimmicks Just Sweat podcast so we can continue to have awesome conversations with everyday athletes just like you. Until next time, have an amazing week.